Good morning and welcome to Parenting Matters. Today we have something incredibly powerful for you, something that uh, you've probably in the back of your mind thought about, uh, but maybe dismissed it because you thought this probably isn't happening in my house or probably couldn't happen in my house. Uh, But with the prevalence of online activity that our kids are doing, and most of it's good, right? Your, Your schoolwork and all of the different things that are available online. Uh, we get excited about about the new opportunities we have and all of the available things that are helping us through this time of social distancing. But with great things comes dangerous uh, opportunities and and people who are um, predators uh, out there for our kids and for us. And so today we want to uh, deal with that. We want to give you some tools. Uh, so we've got a an expert in the field, someone who works for an organization that is dedicated to protecting uh, kids, youth, and um, and adults online. Yes, and I just want to say, if you are a parent of a preschooler, don't tune us out. This is a topic that um, is important to start thinking about even when your kids are young, you know, and it's never too early to jump into the conversation, learn some tools, learn some information, have the knowledge so that as you get into those stages, you are prepared and ready. So please, um, even if your your kid is a young preschooler, go ahead and uh, give it a listen and, and, and store that knowledge for later. And also, I would say, uh, if... If you do have kids in the room and they're typically watching this, I would ask you to ask them to leave. Or if you can't ask them to leave because they're kids and they're bouncing all over the place, uh, maybe turn us off for this time. And then when you have a chance to come back and you can have your headphones in, uh, some of the subject matter that is going to be discussed is not something that we would recommend for kids. Uh, this is to educate you as an adult on how to keep your kids and keep your family safe from uh, the things that are out there that can be scary and uh, certainly not something that we want to expose kids to inadvertently in, an, in a way to try to educate you and uh, how to protect them. So without further ado, we have someone from an organization called Street Grace. Uh, their website is streetgrace.org. Uh, her name is Brianna Fetkovich. Thanks so much, Brianna, for joining us. We're going to jump to this interview straight away and uh, take it away. Hey Seth, thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here with you guys today virtually and would love to be with you in person, but really thankful for uh, the technology that we've got to do this kind of thing. I'm going to share with you some visuals on uh, Street Grace. So we are a Christ-centered organization and we've been around for about a decade. We're based out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, but we've been in the greater Texas, Houston area for just about a year now. Um, which is super, super exciting. And um, we have uh, staff as well as um, volunteers in Georgia, Tennessee, uh, LA, and right here in the greater Houston area. So Street Crates' mission is to end the demand for the commercial sexual exploitation of children. And our vision is really just um, a place where children are free from sexual exploitation. We think of this as something that is happening across the globe um, in low-income, poverty-stricken areas, but it's happening right here in our neighborhood. And so that's what we're all about is um, bringing awareness um, to right here to our communities. So I created this little chart because I get this question all the time. Is human trafficking the same as sex trafficking? What about labor trafficking? And Street Grace, we specifically deal with the commercial sexual exploitation of children. It's a mouthful. The abbreviation is CSEC. 
Um, but this chart is just a really great way to break down the idea that human trafficking is the larger umbrella term. And then underneath that, we have both labor and sex trafficking. And sex trafficking gets split up into both adults um, and children. And so our ministry focuses on children. So here in Texas, 17 and under. Everything that we do really applies to adults as well. And uh, we just chose youth as our focus because we know that the average age of exploitation of an adult happened for the first time about 14 years old. So here's our numbers, and um, these are the most recent as of January. UT Austin put out a fantastic study on human trafficking here in our state. Um, as you can see, the problem is really large. Uh, we've got about 314,000 victims of trafficking statewide, and specifically 79,000 of those are youth. Um, if you were to put those youth into a school bus, that would be about 1,000 and some change. Um, and so lining those up nose to nose, you can see that this isn't just something that's happening to a few kids um, in the poverty-stricken areas across the state. It's a massive, massive issue that we're dealing with. So Street Grace, we kind of go about this plan to end sex trafficking from a really specific angle. We call it our three Ps. And really all of these three Ps work together with faith communities, businesses, schools, um, law enforcement, hospitals, businesses, all these different groups to create this web of protection around our kids. And so that starts specifically with prevention. Uh, so typically that would look like trainings in schools and communities and definitely in the faith communities. And right now that looks like virtual trainings. Uh, we are doing policy trainings as well. We're creating a video series for teens, a specific video series for adults, um, as well as doing some training for law enforcement, all from our technology, which is super exciting. We also have some animated um, videos on topics like pornography and sexting, and so we're using social media um, to our advantage to continue on with prevention at this point. Uh, policy, we know that right now in Texas, the laws just are not sufficient, and uh, we're behind several other states as far as protecting our kids, as well as increasing the punishment for buyers and sellers um, at this point. So we're working on policy in about 15 states um, to try to get the laws to be passed so that they are more supportive of protecting survivors um, and prosecuting the people that are committing these crimes. And then the really, really cool part about um, what we do, we call it our third P, that's pursuit. Uh, we actually have a chat bot technology and artificial intelligence named Gracie who is right now on the web posting fake ads soliciting um, for people to solicit sex from minors online um, on websites that operate much like Craigslist for people. Um, and so our chatbot is able to chat with 10,000 buyers in a minute and eventually send them a deterrence message telling them what kind of criminal charges they're facing um, if they are caught buying sex online. Um, and then also connecting them to resources for help for sexual addiction, for porn addiction. Uh, Gracie's been running for about a year now, and she's intercepted over 180,000 attempts to purchase sex from minors. And right now, during our work from home order, we've been really heavily monitoring Gracie to see if the demand has gone up or down. Um, and we've actually seen it has been steady, um, but now, as of this week, actually increasing in our states. Um, across about 15 states that we're working with Gracie. So she's been a huge tool for us uh, to monitor and end the demand. So just like any other business, um, sex trafficking, human trafficking is a business. It's actually the second largest, fastest growing industry on the planet. It's second only to drug trafficking. Um, and all the experts tell us that actually sex trafficking is really quickly going to jump to number one. 
because humans are a renewable resource, whereas drugs are not. Uh, so it's a lot more lucrative to traffic people. Uh, just like any other business, there's the principles of supply and demand. And so right now, our supply, the exploited people, um, are our youth. And they are spending more time than ever before, which was already a lot. They're the most connected generation that has ever been, spending more time on social media and apps and online gaming and all of these different things. But right now they're online even more than ever, especially with doing school online and being home um, and not being able to participate in activities outside of the home. And so what happens is the facilitators, the traffickers, they're specifically spending more time online as well, looking for our kids, looking to groom people, looking to reach out to people on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and online games. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. And then we have the buyers. So these are the people who um, eventually are going to be the end of the process. So they um, have created a demand, usually through watching pornography, and now they're seeking out to exploit somebody. This might just be somebody that um, is looking at porn online and maybe never actually acts out, um, but that is the progression. And so if we take away one of these, then we don't have a business anymore. And so that's what we're aiming to do. Our kids are really uh, more vulnerable than ever right now. We don't say that as like a scare tactic, um, but it's just the truth because everybody's spending so much time online. Some of the ways that our kids are the most vulnerable is social media. Um, so what that looks like is traffickers are on the internet and really, really frequently on Instagram, Snapchat, um, Yugo, Twitter, those really popular ones, and definitely TikTok. Um, if you have a kid at home, you probably have seen some TikTok videos or heard about it. It's super popular. And so they will get to know the student and send message, direct messages to them and pretend to just be a friend, pretend to be a bored kid um, at home who's quarantining as well and develop a relationship with them. And usually what will happen during this time is as that relationship develops, they will probably start asking for some pics just so they can get to know them. So they'll send pictures of, you know, their room or their face or some of their, their pets, um, but then they'll usually ask for more explicit pictures. Um, so this is where the sexting comes in. And sometimes this comes from online bribes. A lot of people don't realize sex trafficking affects our young men as well. And right now, everybody is playing online games. 97% of junior high and high school kids are playing an online game um, at some point, which is a massive, massive number. And so what happens on online gaming is you can use a third-party app to do some messaging. And so what a trafficker will do is they'll actually bribe the student by saying, hey, I'll give you this amount of online currency in exchange for a picture. And um, they'll eventually exploit them as they're asking for more and more pictures or maybe videos. And the, the student says, I don't want to. They'll say, hey, well, I'm going to share what I've already given, what you've already given me um, with your parents or your friends or on social media. And so it kind of perpetuates that exploitation. We actually call that sextortion. Um, and then we have online pornography. Uh, right now, some of the porn giants in the industry like Pornhub, they are releasing content that you used to have to pay for for free. And we know that the average age that a child views pornography for the first time is about nine years old. And um, so it's really important that we're having this conversation with our kids um, at a much younger age than most parents realize. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on games. Um, in fact, most people are exposed to pornography through an online um, method for the first time. And so um, it's everywhere that we are. So we have to be having the conversation um, about how watching pornography is linked to sex trafficking because pornography actually drives the demand. 
Um, because when somebody's looking at porn, we actually know that there's chemical changes that happen in the brain that cause an addiction, much like tobacco um, or alcohol or any other addictive substance. And it takes more and more to get that high um, for that dopamine rush to actually hit the reward center of the brain. And so what happens is they have to seek out more and more um, deviants deviant porn and so eventually the porn isn't going to cut it and um, to get that high and so that's when people actually seek out um, to exploit somebody in real life and so uh, we can't be against sex trafficking or end sex trafficking without having the porn conversation because they're linked and uh, we just want to touch briefly on the demand many people think that sex traffickers are creepy old guys but uh, really they can blend into our society um, the people that are, I'm sorry, these are, these are the buyers. Um, they blend into our society as well. Um, anybody is susceptible to the effects of pornography on the brain and then seeking out that behavior in real life. And the traffickers, this is really important to have conversations with your kids and understand that this can be peers. This can be other teenagers who are playing um, Minecraft or League of Legends. Um, this can be you know, girls, this can be boys, this can be moms. All of these people in the pictures are real life traffickers. And um, so there isn't like a specific demographic um, that does the exploiting. And there's not a specific demographic um, that is exploited. Trafficking knows no um, race or ethnicity or socioeconomic group or religion. And um, it really, really affects and can affect anyone. So we just have some quick tips for you. And um, before we leave you, some do's and some don'ts. Uh, easy things to do. Create a living room charging station for all your devices. This might even include your device as a parent. And um, just as a way you can power the phones off, put them in a basket um, with, a, with a power strip in the living room so that kids are not going to bed with their devices because we know that that's the time that predators are online the most after 10 p.m. until about five in the morning because they know that there's no parent looking over the shoulder. Um, check to know if your student knows all of their online friends. Um, ask them where they've met them. Uh, make sure their location services are turned off, as well as their capabilities for camera and microphone. There's many apps that request this, but people don't even really know um, that they're using their location services. Uh, some don'ts, don't meet up with someone that you met online. This is pretty easy to carry out right now since we're not supposed to be going anywhere, um, but be careful. A student might use an excuse to go to the grocery store for you um, to meet up with somebody they met online because they're really bored and sick of their little brother and seeing um, parents and they just need some variety. So this is, this is a real risk right now. Um, don't move a second online location with a stranger. A lot of people online will say something like, hey, um, I don't have unlimited data. Can we talk on this other app? And the reason that they do that is because those apps are not as heavily regulated as some of the populars like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and the lastly, don't use uh, third-party messaging apps for game systems. We know that this is fairly unrealistic uh, because most kids are using Discord um, to have conversations. And so you can use this app. It's just really important to know who you're in a group with and to encourage your student not to be sharing your personal information. Um, even be careful what's in the background of your photos that might give away information about you. So we have a book at Street Grace that we wrote specifically for parents because we know this information is often overwhelming. It's changing constantly. It's uncomfortable to have these conversations with your kids. And so we're actually offering this as an ebook for free right now. It's on our website. And um, so you can go there. It's actually on the homepage, super easy to find. 
you'll just see this graphic. So click on that. You can download the ebook. Talks about everything um, about pornography to sexting to um, creating boundaries, what ages you should be having, what conversations with your kids. It's a super helpful guide. So what can you do to get involved? You might feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I just learned about this giant issue that is facing the planet and is a huge is issue here in our community, but I'm stuck at home. What can I do? Well, you can actually do a ton right now. Um, first and foremost, share what you learned. And when we bring things out of the darkness into light by talking about them, they lose their power. So share this with anyone and everyone. And um, you can go to our website and learn more information. This is obviously just a brief crash course um, on street grace and sex trafficking. Uh, follow us on social media. And um, even though I just explain the dangers of social media, we're posting great stuff. Like I said, we've got those short little Instagram videos for students talking about different topics as well as daily tips for parents. Um, so if you follow us, you'll have access to all that information. We have a great resource page on our website that has all kinds of information. Um, it has digital cards about how you can keep your kids safe. Um, there's videos, ways to talk about pornography. There's ways to um, monitor your kids' phone usage. All kinds of really, really great tips and tools um, that are free on our resource page. So go check that out. And lastly, if you feel um, led to give during this time, Street Grace is working. Um, we are still working with our chatbot to reduce the demand because we know that right now it is so important. So if you're interested in supporting us um, in the work that we do to keep communities and kids safe from sexual exploitation, you can donate at our website. Um, but that's all I have for you. Um, and I'm really, really thankful to get this opportunity. So have a great time and stay safe. Hey, thanks so much, Brianna. Hey, Seth, you, thank you so much. I uh, really did great. We really appreciate that. Um, such valuable information. I, I hope uh, if, you caught, if you came in the middle that you'll take a minute once this is finished to, uh, to go back and to re-educate yourself on all the different uh, options that Street Grace offers, I would tell you to go to their website, streetgrace.org, and get that, that free handbook so that you can uh, educate yourself and protect your family uh, from all of the different online predators that are out there. Yeah. She just had some really great informative stuff to say. Again, for parents of all ages, you know, the, the age that children first view pornography is nine. You know, for preschoolers, that's not that far away. In yeah. your age, that's them. That is, you know, kinder, yeah, so that's a third and fourth grader. It's, it's crazy that how young it is. It is, and it's it's so really available. And even if you think you're doing all of the, especially you know, for those of you with teenagers, even when you think you're doing everything you can as far as firewalls and and things like that, they they're smart. Uh, the predators are smart. Kids yeah. are smart. They, if they want to figure out how to get around it, they will. Uh, and so we have to be on our on the most alert. Uh, I love the idea of a family charging station. Yes. I love, I love that. Uh, the ideas that she put forth as far as, you know, understand, you know, don't allow the apps, the third party apps that are going on. Uh, a lot of these kids that are playing online video games, they're, they're talking with different people that mm -hmm. are putting themselves out there as one type of yeah. person. And then they invite them into a chat room right. to have, you know, those private conversations when they yeah. play. And then that's when they, they hook them. I think it's important to have that conversation with your kid, too. Again, like you said, you can yeah, put all the filters them. and everything, but tell them about, like, the the tricks, the whatever that the, the predators are using when they ask you this question, when they ask you that question, when they ask you to go to this chat room or that chat room. You know, like, inform your kids about that and the dangers of that. I think yeah, it's important. You I mean, yeah, you have to have that conversation, and you, you need to be knowledgeable of it yourself. That's why I'd, yes. and I'd encourage you to download that handbook. Uh, that will help you in a lot of 
different ways. Get on their mailing list. Uh, they're doing some incredibly good things. It's a nationwide company that is uh, really working hard to help not only stop sex trafficking, but also uh, to protect kids in, their, yeah. in our homes who we assume are safe. A lot of times when you feel like you've got your kid in their room uh, under your, your roof, that they're safe. Uh, the reality is in this day and age, uh, they're just as vulnerable as if they were standing out on the street corner. Uh, right. So be aware of that. And especially if you have older teenagers, be aware, you know, these people are trying to meet up with your kids. So yeah. make sure you know where they're going. Make sure that you, you have these devices. You know, we have Life360 on all of our, our kids. And, and, you yeah. know, we have a kid that, uh, she's a grown woman at this point, but she, uh, she drives and we, make, we know exactly where she goes. We know how much, how fast she goes, all those different things. There's that, so many you know, things out there. Yeah. Kids, uh, sometimes they give you the, well, this is my life and I need privacy, blah, 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 stay out of my room. I don't run on that treadmill. <laughs> I, I pay for all those things I can take and yeah. be anything and anywhere I want to be. Right. So uh, and if they have a problem with that, then I find I dig a little deeper and figure out why yeah. that is yeah. because their privacy is, well, they don't have privacy don't have according privacy. to me. <laughs> but there's so many resources that it's important for you to know about that you can do all of, all of those things for sure. Because like you were saying earlier, we just live in a technological social media age you know that yeah. stuff that when we were kids we didn't have it wasn't an issue for our parents but it's an issue now and so we have to be that's right yeah, you can't keep your head in the sand yeah. uh thinking that it's not going to hit you it's, yeah. it is and these that's why the education needs to be it may be uncomfortable for you to talk about yes. that or again maybe you just don't know right and if that's the case then you need to educate yourself and take your kids along on the journey of how to and a lot of times i hear people say well if i talk to my kids about this then maybe that'll make them go now the reality Curious. is it's yeah. It's the complete opposite. When you talk to them and you're open about them, then it's not as taboo. It's not as yes. uh, something that, the, you know, they, they have an understanding. So that if a kid or a friend, somebody like that says, hey, let's check this thing out, they can be like, no, I know what that is. It's yeah. nothing I want to be a part of. Yep. You know, give so them true. the power to, to be able to say no with uh, right. some, some education behind it. And, and watch your kids make good choices. It's, it's a good, it'll be a good thing. You also just open up the conversation with them so then they're comfortable. It's a, it's a weird topic. It's an that uncomfortable sure. topic. Like, no one wants to talk about it, especially with their parents. But if you start that conversation, then, they're, the, then the door's open. And so when a friend says, hey, check this out, then, then they can kind of come to you and talk about that. And they're, they're more free to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And listen, parenting is hard. Parenting is a job that uh, you had no idea what you were signing up for <laughs> when you decided to have a kid. And guess what? It's your responsibility. And we want you to take that responsibility uh, properly. And the reality is parenting matters. It matters in their life. You didn't say that this and morning. I know I didn't say that. <laughs> I held back from the dad joke. Uh, but it does. It does. What we, how we parent matters, matters to our kids, and it does matter uh, in the long term. We're raising good adults, not just good kids. Right. We want people to be uh, responsible, and we want them to be able to see threats. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids are the most naive of all people, and they trust people implicitly a lot of times. And we want to make sure that they understand that that's good, but that they have to be careful. Not be afraid, right? but to be careful. It's yeah. good. So thanks so much for joining us. Again, we'd ask you to share this. Uh, I think there's lots of people out there that could benefit from this. So, yeah, you know, sure. if you've been hesitating to, to share something on Facebook, share one of our streams, I'd really ask you to share this one because I think this – uh, this is something that, that all parents, all families need. Grandparents yep. need to, yes. to know this kind of information, need to have these resources because uh, it could save you a lot of heartache yeah. 
in the future. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Parenting Matters. We look forward to seeing you again. Uh, if you haven't heard, we have a great Good Friday service that's coming out yeah. uh, tomorrow at 630. We also have prayer t- from the back porch tomorrow yeah. morning at 10. Uh, and then guess what? It's Easter on Sunday. It's going to look a little different. But we think uh, as far as parenting goes, this could be the most impactful and great opportunity, the best Easter ever for your kids uh, for you to have an opportunity to disciple your kids yes. to teach them about exactly what Easter is worship uh, together as a yeah, family to worship together yeah. yeah you can do that at 10 and then at 11 o'clock we have a great kids worship service yeah. that's going to be coming on that's going to have a lot of interactive fun uh, if you can find peeps at this point you're going to need some peeps and some other things <laughs> that's good. Uh, Prepare. to ready. be able to do the activities <laughs> that we're doing so uh, join us uh, sign up for notifications and share this would you Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you have a great rest of your Thursday.